This podcast is produced as a hobby and a labor of love. I am not and will not receive any monetary payments or rewards as a result of this podcast. I'm not in any way affiliated with any organizations or rights owners of the music used in this podcast. The name iStar Productions is purely a fictional company. The podcast is only intended to be distributed amongst friends and is not intended to be distributed amongst the general public. Thank you. Hi, this is Toes, and I'm going to be presenting to you a very different and special podcast today. Today, I'm going to be taking you through some of the music of the person I consider to be the greatest movie score composer of all time, that is John Barry. So I'm going to be taking you through some of my favorite tracks that he did. I'm going to be explaining a bit about those tracks, uh, the films uh, that they're about, and uh, telling you why they're so important to me. So stay tuned. John Barry was born in November 1933 in New York, England. He wrote film scores and TV soundtracks in a career spanning over 50 years up until his death in January 2011. He's more widely known for his work on composing some of the greatest James Bond themes, such as Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, You Only Live Twice, and On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Outside of the Bond films, he's known for producing such magical scores for the films Born Free, Dances with Wolves, Out of Africa, Midnight Cowboy, and Zulu. His music kept him in touch with the social and modern changes of music within those decades, right up to his last official score for the film Enigma in 2001. Though he adapted his music to the various new sounds and styles across those decades, for the most part, John Barry was always able to keep his signature components of brass, strings, and wind instruments, and blend them perfectly to fit the score that he was composing. What I find especially amazing about John Barry is how after listening to just a few of his soundtracks, you're able to recognize his magical touch. The films of Enigma, Out of Africa, The Game of Death and King Kong are all very different, but John Barry's signature components are instantly recognizable amongst all of those scores. I'm still discovering new scores all the time. Over the next 30 minutes to an hour, I'm hoping to play for you some of my favourite John Barry tracks and explain to you why they're so important to me. We'll be playing some scores from some of the most famous films to some films that weren't so successful, but we won't be hearing anything from Howard the Duck. As Tosinic Bond presents to you, Barry, Bond and beyond. The first track comes from 1967's You Only Live Twice, James Bond's fifth outing. Here, Bond averts a nuclear showdown between America and Russia. Although not the main theme, the track entitled Capsule in Space perfectly showcases Barry's ability to bring an ominous sense to proceedings. This has a very special place in my heart as it was the first James Bond film I ever saw and one that all of our family thoroughly enjoy and we all enjoy this musical score. Let's have a listen. The next track is the main theme from 1985's Out of Africa. 
a romantic drama starring Robert Redford and Meryl Streep, directed by Sidney Pollack. The film won seven awards, including one for John Barry. I'd describe this as a sweeping safari epic that aims to capture Kenya's beautiful landscape and culture, and how two Westerners fell in love with that landscape and each other. I came across this song in 1992, when I was in school in Hereford. Every couple of weeks, the local band called the Bromyard Band would come and play in our front hall. My headmaster would be amongst them. Little did I know that this was a John Barry classic. I would find out in years to come. I dedicate this one to my sister and my brother Funcho. Uh, my sister because both of us went to the school at the same time. And uh, to my brother because I believe he used to play in the Bromyard Band from time to time. Let's have a listen. next track comes from 1998's Mercury Rising, directed by Harold Becker and starring Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. Here an autistic boy is a central figure as he cracks a government code and is targeted by government assassins. Bruce Willis uncovers the conspiracy and they go on the run. It's not one of Barry's well-known tracks, but he's able to bring his classic touch to a very modern film. Let's have a listen. The next track comes from 1990s epic Oscar-winning drama Dances with Wolves, starring and directed by Kevin Costner. It tells the story of Lieutenant John Dunbar, a disillusioned Union soldier that travels to the western frontier and eventually befriends and becomes a member of the Sioux tribe. This is an absolute classic from John Barry, winning him another Oscar, one of our family favourites. I dedicate this one to my brother Tolu. Let's have a listen.
The next track is the main theme from 1978's Star Crash, directed by Luigi Cosi. It stars Carolyn Monroe, Christopher Plummer and David Hasselhoff. It's one of many films in this era that tries to cash in on the Star Wars craze. Essentially it's a rip-off, but Barry is still able to produce a great soundtrack. Here he joins the electro-synthesizer age, but is still able to fuse together his classic components in this grand score. Let's have a listen. track comes from 1970's The Last Valley, directed by James Clavell. It stars Michael Caine and Omar Sharif and is set during the Thirty Years' War that ravaged Europe from 1618 to 1648. The movie is a reflection on the destruction religious fanaticism can cause. I stumbled across this track on my John Barry collection 40 Years of Film. Absolutely blown away with it. It's one of the tunes I use to psych up when I'm playing football. Let's have a listen. The next track comes from 1976's King Kong, directed by John Gilliman and starring Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. It's a remake of the classic 1933 version. Now a lot of people prefer that version or even Peter Jackson's version, but this one really does have a special place in our family's hearts. We really did enjoy it whilst we were growing up as kids. John Barry's soundtrack is able to take you through all the chills and thrills of Kong's journey to New York. Let's have a listen. I dedicate this one to my brother Damala. 
For the next track, we return back to Bond, and in particular, 1971's Diamonds Are Forever. This marked the seventh collaboration between Barry and the Bond franchise, and again, for me, it's one of his finest tracks. Here Barry shows how he's able to fuse all elements of sound together to give you a beautiful and magical score. The track is called 007 and Counting, and once again, Barry is able to demonstrate his ability to fuse together different sounds in order to create a great track. From the use of the triangle instrument, to the use of the bass guitar, fusing that with his usual elements of brass and wind instruments, Barry produces another very soulful and reflective sound. I personally love this one, it's the one that I used to relax when I was studying my masters and also the one I always use when I'm on my way travelling at the airport. Have a listen. <laughs> The next track comes from 1984's Until September, directed by Richard Marikonard, he of Return of the Jedi fame. So I'm very happy to have a Star Wars reference on the show, especially my favourite Star Wars film of all time. It stars Karen Allen and Thierry Le Hermit, pardon the pronunciation. It basically tells the story of a stranded American tourist in Paris who falls in love with a married banker. Um, I have to admit that I haven't watched the film, so I hope my summation isn't uh, too much of a disservice. But what I really love is the way it's uh, the score is able to really bring the romantic essence of the film. It also has a very modern take with a bass guitar mixing in with John Barry's usual elements uh, towards the end of the score. And that's what I'm going to play you from. This track in particular is called He Catches Her. Let's have a listen.
For the next track, we return back to Bond in his 11th outing in 1979's Moonraker. Here, Bond investigates the theft of a space shuttle that threatens the world. So again, another one in the Star Wars craze. The track in particular is called Flight in Space. It's got a lot of uh, very operatic and it's got a lot of militaristic beats, uh, but it really does capture a sense of the ominous space danger. It's one of my personal favourites. It's one that I always listen to when I'm in the airport and especially when I'm about to take off. Let's have a listen. The next track comes from 1980's Razor Titanic, directed by Jerry Jameson. It stars Jason Roberts and Richard Jordan. The story follows the plan to recover the Titanic due to the fact it's carrying cargo valuable to the Cold War. Now, unfortunately, this film wasn't very well received, but in my opinion, Barry's still able to really produce a powerful and emotive score. The track in particular is called Rescue Attempt or Blowing the Tanks. Listen out for the lone trumpeter. It's really amazing. Um, I dedicate this one to my mum. Uh, this is one that uh, we listen to um, often on Classic FM. I think that's how we stumbled across it in the first place. So it always reminds me of her when I uh, come across it. So have a listen.
The next track comes from the end titles of 1979's The Black Hole, directed by Gary Nilsson and starring Robert Foster. Again, another film that's trying to follow in the footsteps of Star Wars. Here, the crew of a research ship returning to Earth come across a vessel long assumed lost. They encounter a dangerous scientist who has ambitions to explore the black hole. Again, here, Barry is able to adapt to a space drama and adjust his signature elements to the electro age of cinema. He creates a mysterious and operatic piece. In my opinion, timeless. Let's have a listen. The next track comes from 1977's The White Buffalo, directed by Jay Thompson and starring Charles Bronson and Kim Novak. Jay Thompson also directed The Guns of Navarone and sequels in the Planet of the Apes and Death Wish series. The story sees a cowboy and Native American Indian team up to hunt down and then take on a legendary and dangerous white buffalo. At the time, the film was described as a western Moby Dick. Unfortunately, it wasn't very well received and personally I've never seen this film, I only came across it whilst doing my research for this podcast, but what again it demonstrates is how you're able to find something new every time you listen to John Barry's music. Here he's able to really create a thoughtful piece that really has uh, some harrowing elements and really gives you a sense of the foreboding sort of like approach to face the white buffalo. I'm dedicating this one to my dad because I believe he was a big Charles Bronson fan uh, in the uh, in the 70s, so let's have a listen.
next track comes from the end credits of 2001's Enigma. The film was directed by Michael Apted and starred Diggory Scott and Kate Winslet. It tells the story of the Enigma code-breaking machine and a spy at Bletchley Park. This was the last film that Barry was to score. You get a real sense that he's putting all his previous 50 years into this final piece. All his usual elements fuse together to create a real heartwarming piece and throughout the soundtrack you can detect so many of his signature elements from the years before as he brings his glorious and fantastic career in this field to an end. And I dedicate this one to my partner Sandra. Let's have a listen. My final piece is my favourite John Barry track of all time, and that's no mean feat given all the pieces of music you've heard throughout this podcast. Game of Death is synonymous as being Bruce Lee's final but incomplete film. In 1972, Lee only managed to shoot around 100 minutes of footage before he started work on Enter the Dragon. Lee died on July 20th, 1973. In 1978, Robert Klaus was charged with making a film around Lee's footage, using stand-ins and camera tricks. Unfortunately, it wasn't a successful result. The plot sees a fighter pursued by a crime syndicate, fake his death, then come back from the dead, and then gain revenge on the syndicate. Nothing was really special about this film apart from Lee's original footage that was retained in the film, and of course, John Barry's soundtrack. Why this music, especially from the track called The Big Motorcycle Fight, isn't well played, I will never know. For me, I remember the first time I ever saw this track, instantly as I heard it, I thought to myself, that's got John Barry elements, searched it on YouTube, and I was playing it every day for the next year, non-stop. Absolutely blown away. You simply don't expect he can mix all the beats, percussion instruments, cymbals, piano, brass instruments, and violin as he does. This is my football psych-up tune. Anytime I'm going to play football, this is the one thing I put on to get me in the mood for battle, or anytime I'm going into battle in my head. It really does showcase a master at work. John Barry, we salute you. Thank you for the memories. Let's have a listen. <laughs> 